from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. I'm Larry Kudlow, and we're going to revisit this, um, all these big events in the financial markets with uh, market speculation that the Federal Reserve is throwing in the towel on inflation, and they're going to start slashing their policy target rates. Well, wait a minute. They're there may not be unanimity inside the central bank about that. And anyway, what's the Fed afraid of? And anyway, what's a little deflation? After three years of inflation with the CPI up 17%. So let's bring in our great expert, John Carney, uh, co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest, which is a much must-read every day. John, uh, so I want to pick up from the stuff we did on the TV show, but there's new news now. Um after this frenzy that the Fed is going to cut three times, but the market now says seven times, uh, a couple of Fed presidents, one of them is quite powerful, uh, John Williams, the president of the New York Fed, which is my alma mater. He's a pretty smart guy, sort of a conservative Keynesian. But also, as you probably saw, Atlanta Fed president Raphael Bostic said it's way too early to consider cutting rates as soon as March. So, what I mean, this whole business, this the Fed, the Fed run rampant here. This is like something out of Joe Biden's playbook. <laughs> I, I mean, what what are they doing? Yeah, no, I think what happened was they thought they were coming to meet the market where the market was. So the market had, you know, four uh, rate cuts for next year priced in and the fed said you know you know like the fed officials said yeah you know some of them said four the, the median came out to three and so they thought you know yeah we're we're about where the market is the market immediately took that i was like well no if they say three it's going to be six or seven mm. and i don't and i think they the, frankly that caught the fed people off guard mm. they did not anticipate how the market was going to react you know, stock market shot up the Russell 2000, you know, which has not had a great year, you know, went up 6% in a day. <laughs> the, you know, the 10 year yield fell below 4%. Yeah. And I think now they're, they're regretting a little bit both what the dot plot did and uh, what Jay Powell did. Uh, he didn't sound, you know, he sounded not at all hawkish, not at all like he was trying to push back right. on the market anticipation. Right. And so I think I think that caught them off guard, and now they're trying to take it away. But it's too late. I mean, nobody believed, you know, when John Williams says, no, we're not really talking about uh, cutting rates yet, nobody believed him. It, it didn't make a difference on Friday when he said it. You know, I um, – this dot plot thing, uh, now to our <laughs> to our audience that's not familiar with the – with the Wall Street lingo, these are the internal estimates of the, let's see, there's 12 Fed presidents, Reserve Bank presidents around the country. Um, and then they've got... But they actually let some of the non-voting participants... They're, uh, they're in there too. Put in the, yep, right. exactly. So, so they're all in there with their estimates. And then you've got p- members of the governor, board of governors, but... John, what are those estimates worth? I mean, how they how have they done the last bunch of years? Let's oh, not very well. So, <laughs> actually, what's really funny is if you look back a year ago, all the numbers are wrong. Yeah, right. Where, where the Fed said where we'd be now, mm-hmm. because they're you know they're projecting at the end of the year each year. So I like to look back. 
all the numbers are wrong, but they did get one thing right. They got the Fed funds number more or less right. Huh. I think they were a little bit lower than we are right now. So they said 5.1%, we're at 5.4%. Hmm. Uh, so they were pretty close on that one, but all the other numbers, they thought unemployment would be much higher than it is. They thought GDP growth would be much lower. You know, So they, so they were wrong. Hmm. Um, people, the, the one number that's probably worth paying attention to may be the Fed's projection of where they think the Fed funds rate is going to be, because that's something they actually control. Hmm. But I think the other thing to keep in mind when, when we talk about these numbers is that these aren't the numbers coming from the internal economists at the Fed. Mm. Uh, it's oh. not the, you know, the thousands of people. Right. It's the Fed officials, the top guys, who listen to their guys, right? Mm. You know, they're not just making these numbers off the top of their head. but And they don't actually debate it with each other even. Mm. These these dots are composed of, you know, the guys say, yeah, I think we're going to be at 5 point, you know, mm. you know 4.6% next year. And then you average those numbers. So Powell does point out, like, we probably make too much of the dot plot. But frankly, that's also the fence fault. Like, yes. if they think we're making too much of it, they should stop doing it. Exactly. Right? Stop yeah. publishing the damn thing. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have any significance. Plus, it's always wrong. Uh, <laughs> plus, you're saying they don't even – I mean, they do listen to their research directors, but that doesn't mean they're going to do what the research directors necessarily – recommend i know a I little be, bit i would love a dot plot from them by the way that's who i want the dot plot to come from from the research directors on each of the federal yeah. no that's banks. yeah you and know you do it just regionally john you know, like if i yeah. work i worked at the new york fed okay just about i don't know when's 1973 is that 50 years ago or something 50 I, years i can't even do the math the first job i ever had and i worked in open market operations and I was part of the research arm of open market operations. They had their own research arm, not the research department. But, you know, none of this was around in those days. None of it. Right. Uh, and uh, Al Hayes was the president of the New York Fed. Then Paul Volcker was the president of the New York Fed. Arthur Burns was the chairman of the Federal Reserve Board. And then, as we know, Volcker became chairman of the Federal Reserve Board. I actually had the same job Volcker had in the early 50s. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, it's a kind of an interesting spot. Uh, that was when people didn't even know if the Fed was easing or tightening at any given point. You had any, to guess by market movement. That's right. They ne That's just where I was going, John. They never publicly talk about any of this stuff, ever. And um, that's how far – and Volcker very much opposed – any discussions, you know, he'd appear in Congress and, you know, he would, well, Arthur Burns would smoke a pipe and Volcker would smoke cigars <laughs> and they blew smoke at the, at the, at the senators and house members, but they wouldn't give up anything. And I think, you know, this new system of so-called transparency, John, I think it's done more harm than good. I really do. I just, I, I, th I think actually the, the economists at the federal reserve should do a study do the press conferences and the dot plots and you, all, all of the, the Fed speakers that we have coming out all the time now. Oh. Uh, has that improved things at all? Because I'm with you. I don't see the evidence that the Fed performed better. Remember, this is the first test we've had of the Fed. Mm. You know, for, forget about like financial crisis. Like, yes, they, that's a whole different thing. But of the, the Fed's anti-inflation mandate. 
this is the first test we've had of it, and they flunked it. So mm. is communication better? Mm. I'm not sure. Maybe it's better for some things than others, but it doesn't seem to have worked in uh, terms of helping the Fed fight inflation. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. So the other question is, what's the Fed afraid of? Which you were talking about with me in the air on the TV show. Uh, in other words, they have not gotten back to their 2% target. Uh, now, I know the trends are okay, but the level of prices still continues to go up, although more slowly. And it is up close to 20% over the past three years, 17% with energy and groceries up a lot more. I mean, what's wrong with a little bit of deflation? In other words, why does the Fed feel it has to rush in, John, and start slashing their interest rates? Yeah, I think they they are making a serious mistake by saying, okay, now we're done. I, I actually think that the Fed has really underestimated a lot of big changes that are going on in the world. We have, you know, if you look back in the pre-pandemic world, we had less conflict. Uh, prior to Donald Trump coming to office, we actually had, you know, increasing globalization. Mm. That, you know, there were a lot of problems with increasing globalization, but it was a deflationary force in the world. It was pushing down mm. prices. Now we have reshoring, friendshoring. That's inflationary. We have wars, you know, in Israel, mm. Ukraine, Russia, con- you know, brewing conflict in, you know, with China between, all over the place. Those are all inflationary factors. We have an aging population in the U.S. So I think the Fed thinks it can easily get back to a world where 2% is just the, you know, the de facto rate that's going to happen. And I think they're wrong about that. I think actually we're three or three to 4% is probably where mm. the, where we would be if the Fed had what, you know, stays what they used to think of as neutral, but now will be more accommodative. In other words, interest rates have to be higher to get us down to 2% than they had to be, you know, for the decade or two before that. And I don't think they've adjusted their view on this. So they're in a rush. They think 5% is really, really restrictive and is going to choke the economy. I don't, you know, me, uh, Jim Bianco has also talked about this. I think that they're wrong on this mm. and that uh, 5% mm. isn't that restrictive. Right. And, the econ- and right now we're seeing we uh-huh. grew at 5%. In the third quarter, yep. with five point two five percent Fed funds rate, and it's people, not the economy. people don't see it. I mean, this lower inflation. I'll give you an example. Here in the radio studio, so we bought. Uh, they bought a box of donuts and a bunch of coffee because I'm broadcasting from the studio today, not up in Connecticut. <laughs> so uh, last winter, that whole package cost sixty bucks. You know, I buy it. Donuts for the whole staff and a big pot of coffee cost 60 bucks. And my producer informs me today that the same box and the same bucket of coffee now costs 75 bucks. This is Dunkin' Donuts. 
from 60 to 75. Now, that's what real people worry about and gasoline and and groceries. And you you still see sticker shock. You go out to eat. I took my brother out to dinner last night. And, you know, the things that you, you know, things, I wouldn't say they're twice as expensive, but they're 30 percent more. Yeah on a menu than you're used to. And I think that is going to continue to be a problem for people. It's going to, because, you know, here's one way I put it. We had five years of inflation in one year, and we had that for two years. So it's going (laughs) to take a decade for us to become adjusted to these prices. I got to go, but I'm telling you, Dunkin' Donuts for the radio staff, 75 bucks this year, 60 bucks last year. Okay. Well, you're getting more generous over time. That's what's happening, right? (laughs) I don't don't think the donuts are any bigger. I don't know. (laughs) My producer's shaking his head. No, they're not. They're probably smaller. And there's fewer chocolate sprinkles on them. (laughs) John Carney, everybody, a cult following. You got to read this the Breitbart Business Digest. It's out every single day, and he's a regular on our uh, Cudlow show on Fox Business. Thank you, John. Folks, we're going to take a quick break and then uh, bring in uh, the great Joe Concha, who's going to talk a little politics with me. I'm Cudlow. Dunkin' Donuts, 75 bucks. It was only 60 last year. Go figure. There's still inflation. We'll be right back. Larry Cudlow. 